Excuse me. Yeah. Is that your car on the lot? Yeah. Is yeah. it Jag? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You make a lot of money? Yeah, I do all right for myself. I'm trying to put it together. Nice car. Mm -hmm. We live in the same building. I just, I'm not understand how much, how much money you make. I don't know. 70000 last month? <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah, no, I'm serious, too. Seriously, how much money you make? I told you, seventy thousand. Well, technically, seventy-two thousand last month. You made seventy-two grand in one month. Yeah. I tell you what. You show me a pay stuff for seventy-two thousand dollars, and I quit my job right now and I work for you. Hey, Paulie, what's up? No, yeah, you know, everything's fine. Hey, listen, I quit. All right, all right, all right, <laughs> all right. Sheesh. Man, I could not think of a better introduction uh, to kick today's episode off. Man, I am excited for today. Um, the individual that we got going on here is just like that. I felt like that clip was just absolutely necessary. But before we get started introducing him, what's up, Jordan? How you feeling, bro? What's good? Happy Friday, bro. Glad to be here. Yo, he showed me this. Uh, he showed me this trading thing. This guy, he showed me this trading thing. <laughs> I just called my my people up. I was like, yo, I quit. Literally, this is like life story. He shows people these things and then people are like, yeah, hey, Paulie, listen, <laughs> I quit. <laughs> That's how it works, man. That's how it works. This guy, I remember um, imp impressed me the first time I actually talked. This is the first conversation I ever had with this guy. He told me he wanted to be on Forbes. 30. I don't know if he remembers this, but I do. He said he wanted to be on Forbes 30 by 30. And I, I had never met anybody in my life that had ever said that. So that's how I knew that this guy was legit. What was your first experience with this guy? Me? Way different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, me and Mike go way back. So I went to... I'm from Wisconsin, right? I'm from Illinois, Wisconsin. And I went, decided to go to school in Chicago. So my first day at school, at university, like my mom, my grandpa, they dropped me off. They left me. I'm chilling there. Don't know anybody there. I knew one person, actually. I knew his name was Akash. I met him in, like, the engineering, like, the summer thing we went to before. So I hit up Akash, like, yo, what's up, Akash? He's like, yo, come through. Come chill. I come in his dorm room, and guess who's sitting on the bed? Freaking Mike <laughs> right? The rest is history. So, yeah, I met this guy in 2013, freshman year in college. We became boys throughout college, and we really did some crazy stuff. So it's insane for me to see yeah, like where he's sure. been, <laughs> what we used to do together to what we do together now and the growth in this guy. Yeah. It's been, I've seen him come like all the way from zero to a hundred. So it's been insane. It's been insane. I'm looking forward to this episode for a while. Yeah. Thanks. Me too, man. Me too. It's been, it's been good, man. Obviously, Mike, thank you for being on here, bro. I appreciate you. Uh, you're on the other side of the world. And for you to take the time out of your day, bro, on this beautiful, beautiful Friday afternoon to just come kick it with us, share some value. I'm super excited. Obviously, we know you, bro. But for people that have no idea who you are, man, how was how does Mike Navarrete explain himself? How do you describe yourself? Tell us your story, bro. Well, first of all, I just want to get some gratitude. Um yeah, this is going to be so much fun just because we share a lot of history um, between all of us. And then we've also come from different places. Uh, and I'm sure at some point, Jordan and I will talk about some ridiculous thing that we did um, under different types of mindsets. And 
Um, <laughs> so it's really cool, man, to be doing this with you guys. I'm chilling right now in Costa Rica. So uh, this is, man, one of the coolest places out there for sure. But, yo, like, I'll tell you what, I'll start with, I'll start with where I was, who I, who I was, and then kind of, I guess, like, where I am now. Uh, you know, before, before, I guess, I'd say, like, if you ask me how old I am, I'd probably tell you I'm, like, six, seven years old. <laughs> I guess that's really how I would start. Um, I'm just, I'm just getting started here. But it really, because I think that's just when I became a lot more conscious of, like, who I really wanted to be and who I wanted to become. But, I mean, <laughs> starting off, like, I've always been someone who just, like, bro, I just love having experience. Uh, early on, I, I chose to kind of take a different path. Uh, I first started with, like, you know, hey, play, play these sports. Like, you're just naturally good at these things. You should do that. And then that way you'll, you know, go to a good school and all that stuff. Um, so one of my first major failures was uh, dropping out of uh, basically like high level soccer. Um, and I like to start with that because that's the moment where I chose my happiness and uh, definitely chose my, my dad's frustrations. <laughs> so like that was the first time where yeah, I was like, I'm really disappointed in you. <laughs> but it, I think it's such a pivotal moment in your life because I think there's just so many things that we do for other people. Like there's so many choices that we make for our own lives that are to make other people happy or to just not go through a certain conversation. Um, and so I think that's kind of like a little bit where all that started. But I mean, for me in the beginning, it was just, I have amazing parents, you know, like they're just OGs, hardworking people, like good, good quality people. But my mindset was a lot smaller you know, it was like more enclosed. It, I didn't know anything about anything. Um, and that's something that has stayed the same. I still don't know shit about shit. So at least that part um, has stayed the same, but I became aware that there is more to know. And so, yeah, man, like Jordan, I go back, like we had some very, like we like to call D-gen, right? Like some D-gen moments. And I think we still have those. So just a little bit different on a different scale. Um, about maybe more uh, quality things, but you know, coming, I'm coming from a place, bro, where like, uh, <laughs> when I think when Jordan and I really started to hang out, it was when I was living in a basement, like in our building, but I didn't have a room. Like it wasn't an actual room; it was a hallway, and I just put a curtain over the hallway, and you had to go through my room to get to the laundry room. Um, so that's like kind of where I got started and like, I think when I started to become a little wake up a little bit more, um, so definitely humble beginnings, man. But I just feel like that I kind of never let that define me. And it's just been an uphill, like not an uphill battle. It's just been an uphill experience. And I think it stays like that. Um, but yeah, man, just coming from that place, bro. Like I remember in college, it was just a lot of boredom because in there, I felt like I just wasn't fulfilled. I don't know, you guys probably have had similar experiences. It was just like, I such a, so much, it's a lack of fulfillment. Um, and so, yeah, man, coming from a place where I just didn't know what I really wanted so that I didn't, wasn't really giving my full to anything really, looking for something to do. I chose the Air Force, terrible idea. Um, and everyone can tell you, Jordan probably put in here, but it was like one of the most sideways, like out of nowhere decisions ever. Um, and it's like, wait, what are you doing? 
so it was so funny going through that and experiencing because at that point I actually chose other people or what I thought other people thought I should be at in my life and so that was like interesting because that's when I didn't choose like really who I wanted to be I chose like all right, I should probably be responsible and you know do all these things to have a stable you know boring fucking life so so anyways after that I think I, I started to really see like all right, this is the matrix in front of me. Like I got so deep into the matrix that I was able to see it as what it was. And then I was like, all right, perfect. This is exactly what I'm going to want to experience. Um, so man, yeah, that's kind of like, I guess the, some of the foundation to like where I was, it's just kind of not a closed mind, but I just had never been uh, approached. I had never been become aware of so much out there not just like business but just how the mind works, you know, what we're capable of doing, um, the rules, the standards of life that you can have. So, yeah, I mean, I'm grateful that I went through a lot of like the, like a lot of the bullshit, a lot of the status quo, the cookie cutter lifestyle, because I just, I don't think like, like the law of polarity, you, you, I feel like once you understand both sides, that's when like you really can come from a place of, of, an, of awareness. And so, yeah man like bro I'm grateful to be where I am now like you know I was having a conversation yesterday with uh, with someone and it's funny uh, I hope my parents at some point see this but I was saying how like just existing is is, a, is an anomaly right mm-hmm. like you guys have heard it like oh you know you beat out trillions of swimmers or something like that right <laughs> <laughs> but but how I came to be um no pun intended is my mom was going to move. Like she was going to leave Illinois. She was like dipping out. Her brothers had something going on in like the East Coast. And my dad was like, nah, you're not moving. Like you're not leaving. Because they weren't married yet. They were just dating. And so he got her pregnant on purpose. Secured the bag. Bro, he (laughs) secured the bag. So he got her pregnant on purpose so that she wouldn't move and so that, she, you know, they're locked in. And then, you know, I think my mom, I don't know how many months pregnant she was when they got married. But it's so funny, bro, because I'm like, dude, I was like, I was very intentional. <laughs> like, like, my creation was so intentional. And, you know, I got to be here now. So, you know, and I never, I didn't always think like this, but I always look back to this now. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like, you know, there's a reason that, universe inspired for me to be here so I guess I might as well do something about it but I mean now to me like man my vision is just to be an example for people to just choose to live live the life that they want um I I don't really know if it's about I don't I don't really think there's time freedom I don't really think there's financial freedom either but I think we get options and I think that's like at least for me, like what I inspire to do is just help people see that they have options and then at least be a part of their growth so that they can just decide what it is that they want to do. Because at the end of the day, bro, there's unlimited options. Uh, yeah, dude, you've definitely given that freedom to me and thousands of other people. I've traveled around the world with you, seen you like literally give that value and put that energy and spirit in so many people. And that's why you're so highly regarded if you don't know who this guy is. Just check his Instagram, check his YouTube, like amount of value he provides on a daily consistent basis is insane, bro. You're a machine. That's something I've always looked up to you. Appreciate about. Like, you. Like 
this guy never stops, bro. Like, I'm like, yo, let's chill. <laughs> He's like, no, no, I got, got more people. I wanted to follow up on a question. Like, you said that you were six or seven years old um, in terms of, and I, I got what you meant by that in sense of like, you discovered a whole new world of possibilities, a bunch of new information. Mm-hmm. What was that? Um, what was that moment for you? If you could recall going back, like, what was that awakening moment? Yeah, you know, I've, I've, I've been looking back to see like, right, when did it happen? Like, when did it really, like, the birth, if you want to say, like that conscious birth? I haven't really been able to pinpoint it. Because I think it's like, and maybe you guys have had a similar experience, where you have like a first like um, a flash of like consciousness. And then you kind of dims and you kind of disappear for a while. And then it happens again. Um, so I think the first time that I really just all the, I think the first time I questioned everything that I ever knew, I was like 17 years old. And uh, that was my first acid trip. So it was like, like my reality was just, <laughs> it's just a shy, it's like, I don't know. It's like, it's like life just bitch slaps you. And then it's like, LOL, you thought. Um, and so, yeah, I think like that was kind of the first time I said it. I was like 17 years old. I remember, you know, in physics, they teach you about like vibration, but they don't, I don't know. They didn't, I didn't connect the dots for me. I didn't like understand like, all right, cool. You know, things are vibrating. Okay, cool. Like, I don't, I don't know what that means, but I think that experience of like the wall was genuinely wiggly. And I was like, it was the first time it connected. Like, oh my God, like everything is just space. Like it's all moving all the time. And it's like, that's how everything communicates. And it was just like, oh, what? Like, why is this not like, you know, hey, you're six years old. This is what's actually happening. Um, so that's, I guess, like the first thing. And then I woke up and like, in not a, not a physical sense, but like all of a sudden I started to just question so many things. Like what? even is thinking I remember asking myself that I'm like I'm thinking about thinking what and uh so yeah that's like the first time and then I think over the years I just had different ways of that I don't think you need psychedelics to get to that point or anything like that I think you can definitely just like come to understanding and questioning things but that was definitely the first time um that I like I think I just got that like wake up call where it was like huh I've kind of just been, life has just been going by. Like I haven't been consciously creating my life. It's just things that just been happening. Mm-hmm. And I'm just kind of respond, like just reacting to everything that happens. And so, but yeah, I think that was like the first choice. Cause I even went to college blindly. You know what I mean? Like I was just like, I guess this is what you do. So let me just, let me just go do that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think it was like, at that point, I say music has a lot of influence too. Like it's a lot of subconscious influence, but it wasn't until like, like really, 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 I think, yeah, definitely in college when all of a sudden you're like, huh, all these beliefs I have, like, where do they even come from? Like, why do I even like the color blue? Why do I like the color red? <clears throat> so, yeah, it kind of starts over there, but that's what I meant. Like, I feel like I'm, I guess maybe like six, seven years old, just because I feel like it hasn't, it hasn't been until now that every decision, or at least most decisions, I go to make them with an intention instead of just like reaction yeah 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 i mean i i I could relate to i think everybody like who's been through that sort of awakening experience like questioning reality like what the hell am i doing here it's not just all at once but it's like there's like little glimpses and like 
yeah psychedelics are one way you can glimpse beyond that beyond your mind essentially you can break your mind and see beyond what your traditional thoughts are in a whole new way bro i just got a shout out i'm so grateful that you were there while i was experiencing some of those things because you definitely had more experience <laughs> than me and you definitely brought it back to reality a few times mondo can you give me a host permission real quick i gotta share this meme because dude this is mike like to a freaking t like dude we i mean yeah we've definitely i've had the benefit of exploring my mind with you and mondo a few times but this one always brings me back bro this is mike man this is mike this is me <laughs> <laughs> like you're always that guy man <laughs> like it bring it center keep it like the vibes chill yeah, like keep things together when things would get all loopy and weird bro and you've always had that sense of just groundedness, man. You've always had that to me. And that I kind of another question before I'm gonna I'm gonna sneak another question in before Mono gets a chance. Um, dude, what what is that? I've always been like mystified by it. Like I just don't understand what keeps you grounded, bro. Like what keeps you great to question. you like so humble? Like what keeps huh. you centered? I, I think I feel like this is. Over time, I've, I've started to see this answer more often, but I think it's definitely a nurture kind of thing. Uh, I'd say that like the, the one of the most just pure people that I know is my mom. And so I think she just kind of set that standard for me. And I didn't know that until way later, but like I can believe that people are genuinely good. Like, like I don't have to go and imagine that there's just really good people in the world because I just got to experience that. And I got to experience that like my whole life. And so I didn't really realize that I, this is what I think, like kind of where that comes from. But all of a sudden it's like, you know, and there's that phrase, if you want to change the world, it starts with changing yourself. And so one of the things that also combines with, you know, how are you always like, I wouldn't say on the grind, but just like mission oriented or process driven. And I think it's because of the same thing. Like, I, I want to be that person that, like, you look at me and it's not like things I have, but it's just who I am. And then that way you don't have an excuse. Like, my goal is to eliminate excuses for anybody about anything, you know? Um, and so as far as just, like, our kind of type of business, I feel like that's what been my, my, bro, like, it's always been, like, I want to be that person so that anyone can believe that they can get it done. And that I think it's the same thing with like just being grounded being present it's just I know that <laughs> for example like in in psychedelic experiences when you know that someone's going through foreign territory <laughs> and you know you've been through that territory it's like all right cool like let me just be that um that pilot that helps you land you know land the plane okay and that way you can get to where you want to get to faster. Uh, and yes, I think it, ha it really comes from, it stems from just having honestly really good influence and then also having not that good influence, but being able to see both because I know you guys have seen it. There's some people that had like, you know, like really messed up parents and like they messed them up, whether it's like alcohol, abuse, whatever it is, or just, they're just maybe not good people. Um, and so there's things that I, you know, I, growing up that I saw, that I didn't like and instead of like becoming that person it was like awesome now I know exactly what not to do so I guess I got yeah I got a good dichotomy 
above. And so now it's just like, it kind of became my, like, that's just like the frequency that I like to be at. You know, I think it's crazy that we just kind of like, you know, I think because we've we've all interacted together that like we just straight just jumped into like something super, super deep. Like it's just phenomenal to like get into conversation so naturally with somebody like you. And um, I was just thinking as Jordan was asking these questions, like, man, you've you've taught me so much without any acid, you know, that it's like it's it's, <laughs> it, it's like <laughs> for real, you know, it's like because I've had just like these breakthroughs that people you know you see you said it you, you don't need um psychedelics to get through that experience i feel like some of those experiences i've had without any um some have had with with but um just i kind of want to get into some because there's a lot of things that you are i would say very good at one of the things that uh, jordan and i i think every episode that we've done we've shouted you out for something or another right and one of the That's things that man. was it one of the things that was it just because you have such a big influence and not in just our life, but like literally everybody. And I'm sure you know that and you get praised on it a lot, but I don't think you can be told that enough, man. Like you really, you really do help a lot of people. Um, but outside of that, man, like I, I want to know, like there was one thing that um, really stuck out to me when we were at the Renaissance. I, I think you remember this, right. And you're like, um, I was like uh, something about pissing you off. Right. And you're like, I don't get pissed off. And Jordan was like, Jordan was, oh, I think we mentioned this too. It's just like one of the guys that just doesn't ever get angry or doesn't ever get upset <laughs> at anything is like Mike, like Mike just never, he's just always like calm. He's always just so collected. Like, how do you get to that point, man? Because there are so many people in the world that's like, you know, I'll use the weather as an example, right? It's too hot in the, in the summer. It's too cold in the winter. Like they can never be okay. So like, imagine when something happens in life and it's just so tragic, especially in, um, you know, the industry that we're in with trading and emotions and the current state of like the market and stuff like that. Like, is it like, I know that's for you. It's you're, you're like a big role model in my emotions. It's like, well, if something is, if something is happening to me, I think like, seriously, like, I think like, damn, would Mike be pissed off at this? Like, would Mike react to this? The answer most of the time is no. But how do you get to that point, man? Like, how did you evolve to that point as a, as a human, as a conscious being to not let anything affect you? Like, yeah, you can get emotional for a second, but like, how do you not, how do you not let that, how do you not become that? Uh, so I love these questions, by the way. I'm glad that you guys are doing this podcast because you two are some of my favorite uh, people in general, but asking questions, that's a gift that you both have. Like you both really have that gift. And I've told you both this, like and separately, independently, and then you doing this together, which I was like, why is that so perfect? But <clears throat> in regards to, I guess, uh, frustrations, you know, emotions and whether you choose them or not, I think again, you get, you get, you get to experience them in the beginning a lot. And I, I, I skateboarded my whole life and <laughs> um, you get really mad. <laughs> you get really mad sometimes. Uh, I don't know if Jordan ever saw me blow up before, like with the skateboard, but um, cause actually by the time me and Jordan met, I had already injured myself. So I wasn't really at that caliber anymore, but going through that, you, you just like the repetitions of failure and frustrations are so compact like you just literally fuck up so much so fast so often that it become you kind of get dull it be to me i just kind of ended up getting i guess desensitized to it and i i didn't get it because like i feel like there's skill sets that people have that they don't understand how or why they have them it just happened and i didn't i never wanted to be that person 
I didn't want to be talented. I wanted to be able to reverse engineer everything and be able to duplicate it. So when it comes to just the emotional side of things, I heard a phrase maybe like four years ago and it was, you know, basically long story short, you know, feel without becoming. And that was something that was so simple, feel without becoming. I was like, I remember hearing that and it was longer, but all of a sudden it became separate. Like I, all of it, for the first time in my life, I saw and realized that who you are and what you feel are two separate things. And I never knew that. And I think most people don't know that. I think like, hey, you know, we just feel you know, frustrated, happy, excited, mad, sad, depressed, anxious, whatever it is, you know, these things come, they just, they just show up. Same thing with your thoughts. They just show up. You're like, hey, where, where, where the fuck did this come from? You know, same with emotions. They just show up because of what we've been trained and just what we've experienced. So all of a sudden this feeling shows up and I, I realized that I choose it. Like I choose to, you know, embody that feeling. And once that, like once that clicked for me, once it was just like, huh, I'm just choosing if I want this one or not. It's that simple. And I always give the example where when you get a phone call, it, you get, you have an option, accept or deny. Oh, that's um, gold. And I know, I know Jordan just has me on, he's got me blocked, but you know, <laughs> but accept and deny. It says that you get a choice. <clears throat> and it, 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 that was like it for me. And that helped me so much because to, I guess, just go beyond that, you know, when something happened, honestly, like, I realized like, huh, that kind of has nothing to do with me. Like it, it's happening, like, like this is going on, but it doesn't have nothing to do with me. It's not like I can, I can't really change it. So that's where I remember Bob Proctor once said, you know, it's not that you're in a circumstance. It's that you are the circumstance. And I remember hearing that. I was like, huh. So it really like, if you have all the power, you also have the ability to just decide not to be involved. Mm -hmm. And I remember, <laughs> um, you know, one of our mentors, Alex Morin, he was talking about, um, you know, COVID. And he's, you know, he was asking his mentor, Bob Proctor, He's like, you know, what are your thoughts on COVID? What are your thoughts on all this stuff? And he's like, oh, yeah, I, I just refuse to participate. Just like that. All of a sudden, the whole thing is just not relevant to him anymore. And he just goes on and lives his life. Rest in peace. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like that, man. It's like, all right, all these things that are happening around me, what do I have power over? And the one thing I have power over is if I choose to this emotion or not. And at what, it's practice, I guess, for me. At, at what point does that become ignorance, though? Because, like, for example, like, if you were just oblivious to COVID and, or, you know, just bringing it back to that, like, if you're just oblivious to that and oblivious to people's feelings and, like, their emotions behind what's happening and, you know, for example, they might have lost a loved one, so they're emotionally attached to whatever circumstance is happening. And to you, you're just like, that's not, I don't accept that in my reality. At what point does that become ignorance for you not to become that or like not to so, participate in that? That's a really good question. I think, I, think the, I think the beginning of that question is why it makes sense is you're not oblivious. It's a conscious choice. 
it's a consistent conscious choice. So it's just, I'm not going to allow that in. It's happening. You can't, like it's, it's happening, but I'm just not allowing it to consume me. And so of course, you know, people are affected and like you're empathetic, but that I'm not going to allow there to be an exchange of energy because like, oh, cool, this is my route. Like, all right, you know, you know, I have empathy, but I, I would say ignorance. You're not being ignorant to it either. You're very well aware because you're aware you can choose to not be involved. I don't know. Like, at least that's how I see it, you know? Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Like, how do you, how do you separate, separate yourself from your thoughts and emotions? Like, do you have a, a specific strategy or exercise like a waste, like people can practice that. Cause I think, and I'm Mono bringing that up. That's such a perfect point because like, it's like the, the dual layer of what we were just talking about. Like, all right, I'm choosing to separate myself from COVID. And then now you have maybe someone that you are emotionally connected to that is involved in that. And now you have to, again, make that connection of, make that choice of separating yourself from there. Like what is, what is the strategy of doing that? And how do you deal with that when it comes to people that are closest to you that might not be on the same frequency that you're on? So I think it has to do with detachment to like result or opinion. Like there's, there's people that I know if I go in a certain topic, (laughs) it's going to be warfare, right? If I choose to do that. So do I want to have that conversation because I just want to be right? Or do I want to have that conversation because I believe someone, you know, should just be aware of these things. So it's like, why do I even want to actually have this conversation? Is it because I kind of, I want to, I want to feed the ego a little bit. And I want to, I want to prove that like, I know my shit or I'm right or you're wrong. And I think a lot of the times, like those kind of things come from, because you just want to show like, and, and I don't know if it's just like naturally in us, but it's like a, I think a dominance. This is power. Um, but I think the most powerful people are the ones that know they don't have to, they don't have to show it. It's like when you so, got a bunch of, it's like when you got a bunch of money and you don't really have to tell anybody that you got a bunch of money. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like I've, I've had the luxury of seeing like the scales of wealth from, you know, like I remember being exposed to my first six figure earner, multiple six figure earner, then seven figures and then eight figures. And I remember like the, the move from six to eight figures, it was like the, the flexing was just probably just got, got crazy, you know? And I'm like, holy, like, dude, like you gotta be or look like this person to, you know, really demonstrate wealth. And then I think I started to notice once people, and this isn't a perfect example, but people that got to like 50 mil, 100 mil and beyond, all of a sudden, like the priorities just in the mind, the peace of mind became so different. Like, it's like, if you're rich and you're rich as fuck, like you had to like, you know, yo guys, check it out. I fucking made it. Like I did that thing, you know? And it's like the, the pride and, you know, it, maybe it's new territory, you know, you work so hard and it's like everyone who doubted me and, you know, all those things. It's, I think it's just like an ego thing. But I think once you really just genuinely become someone powerful, someone of wealth, you start to, I think, just look at things differently because like the, the, the amount of dollars that keep going up matter less. It's like the marginal difference becomes such so little. It's like, oh, cool. I made another million. Like it actually doesn't make a difference in my life anymore. What makes, what's more important in my life now? Like peace of mind, whether it's, you know, being happy 
or just choosing to not be whatever frustrated. So I think just like the, it's a shift on priorities because it, it goes from, you know, scarcity mindset to, you know, just feeling good, feeling secure to, you know, being to a point of financial abundance that you're like, well, all right, cool. I won that game. Well, there's another, there's a bigger game. And so, all right, how do I, you know, win this one? And so I guess like, I think, I don't know, just to add to your top, to your topic and what you were saying, I think that's just like, I've seen that and I've seen people go through it and it's so cool, bro. So I think if you already have that kind of mindset before, like, or while you're in your like financial come up, I think everything probably happens faster. Since, since we're on the subject of money, man, um, my favorite subject, what, what's your play yeah. right now? <laughs> um, what's your play right now? So obviously markets are crypto markets are a bloodbath today was a good rally for the stock market i don't i don't think you do too much stocks like actually investing in the stocks um but like what is your play right now for everything that's going on obviously do, dollar is daddy right so are you more liquid now or are you still um buying assets like are you taking advantage of of these market lows what what's what's your current play right now so this is a really good question. And I think the answer is definitely based on your skill set uh, and what you know and what you feel good about what you know. So, yes, dollar is daddy. <laughs> dollar is definitely daddy. Uh, I haven't really been buying too much crypto for the last, it's probably like five months, six months. Um, a little bit, you know, and just a couple of new things that caught my radar that I, you know, just dollar cost averaging too, which is cool. But my, my play right now, has been like, especially for, I'd say probably the last five, six months has been NFTs. So my shift in my, my cash flow just went in a completely different direction, similar directions, but just different things. And it's been definitely heavy into NFTs. And I would say that could be a dangerous play for some people. I definitely want to say that. Like, and I don't know if it is the play for most people, just being real. Under, like, if you don't have guidance or experience, because uh, uh, just being transparent, like, a lot of NFTs are just shit. Like, they're just, like, a, a like, big, big pile of steamy caca. And <laughs> it's, but, like, I had to paint the picture because, like, I, and the funny thing is, I love that NFTs. But I'm not naive enough to just glorify them. And... I don't know, man, like that's a really common thing that happens, I think, with just different industries is like we glorify the whole thing when it's like it's not perfect. It just might be better. Um, and it goes with anything, bro, like real estate, trading, investing, cryptos, anything that we do or that is done, they have there's flaws. And so uh, with this space, like there's major flaws, but man, there's there's just not, there's a lot of like arbitrage. There's a lot of just places where you can make money. Um, so for me, like NFTs, even if like crypto is just dying, like let's just say it's just a bloodbath. One, um, there's a thing that, and I'm sure Jordan, like you've seen it, it's like one ETH is one ETH. It, it's not like, oh, one ETH is this dollar amount. Now it's this dollar amount. Now it's this dollar amount. It's just an ETH. And I saw this happen because for those of you that don't know, what day is it? Like 13th of May, something like that? Friday the 13th, so, man. Friday the 13th. All right. It's my lucky day. 
So we just saw a couple of days of just in slaughterhouse and people are just like, man, I've lost so much. And I'm like, okay, so like you still don't get it. You still don't get it, huh? And, and this is like 97% of people in the space. I'm like, damn, like no wonder you have these feelings because to clarify, you're still looking at what you own back in dollars or, or you're still comparing it to something else instead of it being what it is. And so like for me, uh, you know, being involved in like Solana NFTs and ETH NFTs, it's a whole different thing because sure the value of those currencies maybe at the moment have dropped or the price of them because the value value and price are very different but the price of those things um and if you guys don't notice like i'm really careful and selective with my words like i don't i like to say what it is because and bro i've realized over time we don't actually ever say what we're meaning to say it's crazy like i was like I'm listening to myself and i'm like dude i didn't actually say what i was actually what i was trying to say um, but anyways, that's a whole different conversation. Um, but yeah, NFTs have kind of been the play for me. One, because there's different opportunities all the time. There's short-term, long-term things going on. And it's like, imagine there's an ICO every single day. That's kind of what it's like with NFTs. And there's a ton of them. You don't have to choose them all or every day. But there are new options to make good ROI frequently in the space or play in the secondary market. So, you know, something launches, there's something that you like, it's quality, and what happens? This market's got ebbs and flows, man. This is an up and down type of situation. Uh, so catching, you know, higher lows, being able to, I guess, you know, step away from FOMO, step away from the hype, and let the market come to where it really should be at, and then making those moves, that's where I thrive. Like, I don't spend time, you know, getting whitelisted, I don't really do any of that. It's not worth my time. But if I know something's good and I know if it's at a good price, cool, I'll run that play. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Like, I like being active with my money. Like, I like, I like being in the field, you know, like, I like being in the trenches. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing more than anything. And then just like, you know, day trading as it have been for, for a long time. Freaking El Mago at day trading. But I want to continue to talk about NFTs. You said 97% of people still don't understand. That was like, I think such a, huge bar that might have went over a lot of people's head a lot of people's heads because today right the market is down what 40 50 60 whatever percent but the amount of coins if you had a thousand cardano you still have a thousand cardano if you had a half a yeah. bitcoin you still have half a bitcoin right mm -hmm. the value of that is different but you still hold the assets which like you said i just want to reiterate that because that was such an important point like that's the whole point of crypto like you decide to hold these assets and these things are more valuable. And on that topic, the, the difference between price and value, which is another gem. Like, man, you drop so many gems, people just miss, bro. Just miss. You just be like, tossing <laughs> them out, bro. So I want to I wanna slow it down, go recap on some of these things because um, when it comes to price and value, obviously the market determines price. That goes up and down. There's a lot of factors that um, will affect the price. And we have an entire academy built to that. And you guys study and teach us that every single day about the mm -hmm. market flow and why prices go up and down. I don't really want to talk about that, but I want to more talk about the value because I think yeah. finding value in NFTs and crypto is a little more subjective. And mm -hmm. um, that's the thing, the thing that separates you as an investor in the space or someone looking to 
accumulate assets, right? Invest in things that are going to grow um, with expected price returns. So how do you sort um, and how do you find value besides price, right? What are you looking for in NFTs? What are you looking for in cryptos? What are the things that draw your eyes? And it's like, ooh, that's valuable. <laughs> um, bro, one of our favorite quotes or one of the more important things, I guess I apply to it is observe the masses and do the opposite. So for example, um, on the radio, when you hear a song, it, it's, it's following a formula. Right? Any radio-friendly song, anything that's getting massively distributed, for the most part, it's following a formula that has been proven to sell music, that has been proven to cater to the majority of people. And I think NFTs have this same thing. I think there's someone does something and it blows up. And then all of a sudden, the market becomes saturated in the same type of thing. So all of a sudden, every single project is doing staking, every single project is breeding, every single project is, you know, making this or that, whatever it is. And so it, for me, it's become so simple. It's like, as soon as something just stands out and I'm like, huh, this is a lot, this is, this is a different angle. All right. Yeah. There will be attention. Attention is going to come here because they're not taking the safe route to what's, you know, quote unquote worked, which is almost impossible to say because everything happens so fast in the NFT space, like so fast, you know, to five months is 20 years in, uh, in the space. And so, yeah, I guess what I look for is a different approach, something like just genuinely unique. Um, I, I got, I, I really took a big lesson last year in March after seeing the explosion of some meme coins because I had underestimated the power of culture. And that was something that my ego didn't let me invest into because it just didn't do anything. It was just literally, it was just hype. You know, it's a meme, Shiba, Doge, like it's a meme. And so it's like, well, what, what, does, what the fuck does this thing even do? Nothing, literally nothing. But what I realized that it was doing something, it was bringing people together. It was mission oriented. And I was like, and then I wasn't until, you know, I saw all, like my, some of my people <laughs> multiply money in ways I've never seen in my life. And meanwhile, I had that play at the same time, but I didn't run it. Um, and, and I'm glad that that happened because I was just able to learn. Cause I would have just been, I could have just been like, nah, dude, fuck that. They're just shit coins. They made the run. But it's like, all right, cool. You would, like, man, I've been able to learn from things that I don't like, people who I don't like. And I think that's what has always helped me um, keep progressing is like, I just disconnect from whatever, like my perspective, how I feel about just cause I don't like you or just cause I don't like what you stand for. Doesn't mean I can't learn something from you. Doesn't mean you can't be doing things right. Uh, I don't remember where, but I was like, if someone's making more money than you, if someone's, you know, out competing you, someone has more skill sets than you, then you don't like them, too bad. Cause they're still doing something that you're not. And that's a big, big difference. So um, when it comes down to NFTs and culture, uh, you know, the PFP space, what does it do? Like, you just, you just, yo, like, I got an eight, like, we lit. And then yeah. it's like, all right, cool. <laughs> like, all right, like, that's it, huh? And it's like, all right, well, well, fuck that. 
it's just a profile picture. Like, what's, what does it do? Is this a Ponzi? And maybe, but <laughs> what I think it is, is, is identity. One, it's a symbol of identity. Two, it's a social symbol. You know, social currency is so valuable now. Um, and so it, it shows the world what you're aligned with, who you're aligned with, or who you are connected to. Um, and that carries weight. So it's like, if you got a member, for example, all right, let's say all three of us like to work out. I got a membership to Planet Fitness. Mono's got a membership to, I don't know, let's say Lifetime. But then Jordan's working out with the Bulls every day. Yeah, I wish we're all doing the same thing, but we are at different levels in memberships. Uh, and so that's one thing that really separates people. Um, but I'm not really here to give an NFT sermon. That wasn't really the point. But, um, but yeah, man, I look for obviously utility. And that's a tough one. You don't really like find a lot of utility in the space. So I guess for me, it's like what stands out to me? What is being useful? And are people rallying behind a message or an idea? And if those things are happening, I usually like to, to pull the trigger on it. Uh, and nostalgia, man. Nostalgia pays. Fact. Like, don't underestimate the power of nostalgia because when people, like, one of the most powerful things in the world is your memory. And what that feeling, that, that, that feeling that you get when you go back, dude, that's always different. Whenever, like, man, how many times have you probably said, yo, man, that takes me back. Anytime you, like, right there, that right there, underneath that that's a big ass dollar sign like just being blunt bro people like for example what kind of tv shows did you guys watch when you were younger like six seven eight years old spongebob squarepants jimmy turner fairly odd parents jimmy neutron so so now imagine those things like let's say there's a phrase that's said and all of a sudden that triggers that memory Bro, immediately you just get like boom, endorphins. Brain blast. Yeah, like you get that feeling like, yeah, like it literally brings you back to like a moment, whether it's like care, carefree, you know, like you were just, you just living or whatever it is. So I think um, the NFT space is one of those things that has the ability to do that in a creative way. And so things that do that, I think are, are kind of things that I choose to, to invest in. So just, I'm not ever really picking what's been done. I want to pick what connects with people. Okay, so on that topic, freaking mind blown with the nostalgia factor. Like yes. I'm just picturing a freaking SpongeBob NFT, and you click on it. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Take all my money, baby. <laughs> but um, that's and dude, there's so many levels. It's like. Mm-hmm. We haven't even explored the auditory, like, really factor. Or just of profile space. pictures. Yeah. No, it's like, <laughs> nah, this is the Nest, bro. We're at Nest, Atari in the space right now. Yeah, it's like Gary V said, he's like, you don't care about NFTs, you better, because your fucking, co- your ticket to Coachella in four years is going to be an NFT. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everything's going to be an NFT and it's it's so crazy how you can monetize and put a community and then a mission and then everyone's um economically incentivized to participate to grow it to expand it mm-hmm. johnny put that idea out to me to me it's like dude take the network marketing model and put it on an investment and that's nfts yeah, bro, <laughs> or you talk 100%. about them, or you tell people about them the, the more valuable they'll bring and the more people they bring you know it grows but what are you what are you looking at right now man what what, what nfts i saw you made a twitter post 
Um, I think you were asking about the bears or about the people going or the quirkies, <laughs> right? The bears or the yeah. quirkies. So you- that's it's funny that you mentioned that, and I chose those two specifically because they're they're, they're unique in their own ways. Um, for example, OK Bears, that's a NFC project on Solana. They don't do anything really. Like, it's not like they have like purpose. You know, it's not like they're like. Oh, X percentages goes back to saving the bears. There's nothing like that. Their marketing is um, good though. Like the whole like we're in a bear market, it's gonna be okay. Like oh yeah. So okay, that's the thing. The art is great too. The I mean, art's a copy and, of Four Dave's. The art. It's 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 um yeah yeah. It's a lot of there's a lot of um similarity, a lot of synchronicity there. Um, but it's again the, the thing is right there, bro. It's like what I realize, man. Right now, what's what's working really well is branding. It's, it's branding, bro. The, the people are building brands. And that's why, like, why do you buy, like, why did people originally buy Nike shoes? It was like, one, Unworthy like the psychologically, <laughs> yeah, Michael Jordan. And it was, you know, just do it. Um, and I guess just the symbol itself, I guess, psychologically, people fuck with it. But, um, but this is just branding and people are behind it. So like, what, like the, the, the mantra, Wagbo. We're all gonna be okay, and so it's not like oh we're gonna it's not it's not hype it's not we're gonna make it. it's like we get like it's just like so seeing the culture behind that seeing the um, the way people rally behind this message and on top of that there's just like specific moments so every some companies get a moment some the the some the best companies get like two or three and legacy companies every couple of years, like they just get this like moment that defines them. And this had their moment when it minted because it did the most volume in Solana history in its first 24 hours and enough to top all of NFTs, like e- Ethereum. So this was the first thing to really, to really show ETH NFT buyers like, yeah, well, like they're in our territory right now. What's this all about? And so that's like, that was like the first defining moment where all of a sudden it's like, wait, what the, like, yo, they just popped off. Like they just took over to today. So that's one thing. And it's like, all right, cool. That like sticks with you. And then all of a sudden, all right, they become the fastest to ever get to a hundred soul ever. Damn. And then all of a sudden they're, about to be, they have the number one most volume in Solana history. They're not at number two. And it's been like two weeks, bro. So all of these things, it's not that I give a fuck. Like to me, it doesn't, I don't actually care that much, but everybody else does. And that's what I trade. I trade beliefs. I trade the timing of people's belief systems. And so with that project, I'm like, yeah, all right, cool. This this is about to run up because everyone genuinely just believes it. And the reason I'm trading it, because the thing is, I'm not just buying, I'm trading this because it's so volatile. Like people love it. It dumps, people buy it back up again. It drops. So I'm like, all right, dude, this is fluctuating 30 to 50 Solana a day, bro. <laughs> okay, let me just scoop a floor, ride a high. What do I know how to do best? understand the flows of the market (laughs) like all right bet so trading wise 
I'm like, this is such a no brainer um, to have some. And of course, like there's some strategy so that, you know, let's say it goes for a crazy run and then you're like, dude, no, I don't have one. Like I missed it. You know, you have a couple, whatever. But OK Bears, it was like, this is kind of the what's become like the leading movement right now. Um, there's a couple other really good ones that actually are doing more like D gods. They literally bought a professional basketball team. Um, which the funny thing is the play wasn't even having a team. It was the branding, the marketing, the exposure that having that team does for them. So those guys think different. Um, but, uh, so yeah, that's kind of why I was like, all right, here's this hot, you know, up and coming project. And then, all right, here, the other one was Quirky's, which is like, ah, man, it's a cult. It's a cult. It's a cult. Like the amount of engagement that I got on that tweet from at least 50 to 100 different people, just like, yo, like this is it. Like, and then the, the art is sick. There's just so many unique like things to it. And everyone just is so wholesome in the space. And I got to see it start. Like we got our first ones like it's pretty pretty early but we got to see the creation, like the cultivation of intention, of the energy, of the vibe. Cause that's the thing, like, it's like, for example, professional teams, every team has like their own culture, you know, like um, the Boston Celtics back, you know, back in early, like late 20, 2000s, early 2010s, like they were like kind of like the bad boys. Like, really like they don't, don't fuck with us. Like that was kind of the energy. Um, other one, other like, teams or businesses or cultures they all just have like a different like sentiment and so seeing quirkies is like cool what are they doing like what are they like providing to the world and for them it's like they're building a brand they're building like one of those things that people just love because one they just love each other two of course they want you know press to go up but they're just like they've created this culture because they're doing twitter spaces every day so every day, everyone's getting to know each other more. Everyone's like kind of feeling the vibe. So it's not, now they're not just like behind this PFP. All of a sudden there's communication, mm-hmm. there's contribution. Mm-hmm. So it's like community. And I remember one of the things that I learned from you um, and years ago, it was like, how do you build a good community? And I remember you're like, I think the best communities are the ones where any single person feels like they're contributing. Exactly. And it's not just up to a couple of people. And so I've seen that. I've seen that. And uh, so anyways, like, these are just some things that I kind of saw in that, in ETH and Quirky's. And I was like, yo, like, this is a, they're two different plays. Yeah. One is like, let me catch momentum. Let me like go up and down. The other one is like, I would not be surprised if that project mm-hmm. goes, eventually just goes in 10, 20, you know, becomes sure. a blue chip in the future. Um, so yeah, I guess that's like, kind of my mindset behind buff was like different things. Timelines might be different, but yeah, go at it. Yeah. I think the bears definitely have the market attention and the money flow, but yeah, just my experience with Quirky's that vibe, the community vibe that Quirky's give off, bro. It's like, I don't know what y'all doing, but <laughs> yeah, I, I feel yeah. it. I, I feel it. Um, Yo, kind of follow up question with the whole like community and leadership. I think my biggest thing I'm looking at with NFTs, it's like, uh, 
looking into because like I don't know much about the Corkies. I don't know much about the 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 Bears. Um, you know, I'm familiar with the Board Apes. I know Yuga Labs is behind the Board Apes. You know, yeah. and like and the project that I've showed on this podcast, and I'm and participating myself with 8-Bit. Um, I'm definitely a huge fan of the founders of the people. That, um, and I think too. that's kind of where my mind is at with NFTs. It's like, okay, yeah, they launch an NFT. They have a great community. That's almost like you have to have that. Um, but how much influence do you think leaders have in NFTs? Um, how much influence do you think they should have? Um, do you think things should be more community-based? Um, but then the caveat of that, obviously, if you have something that's con- completely community driven you don't have leadership and direction you know to where to actually take the project so how much influence for you does like the founders of an nft project have do you care do you not care are they super Mm -hmm. important Um, and where do you think that middle ground is with you know leaders running nft projects versus having a a project be community driven because i think that's a big thing that nfts really experiment with is like you know you're incentivizing ownership you're giving ownership through these nfts so where, where does your mind go when you think of that one, like maybe creating your own NFT one day, how would you structure it? Maybe posing the question is that better that way, but like, if you're getting what I'm getting at with the dynamic between leadership and 100%. participants in NFTs. hundred percent. That's a really good question. I think, man, I think the community always chooses anyways, like the community chooses to follow or not. So with D-Cods, with D-Cods, Frank is chosen. Like he's, he's, you know, he's the leader of the project. Obviously he's making things happen, but I think he does a good job. His role is so valuable because the community fucks with him so heavy, bro. Like they're like, dude, Frank, you know, like everyone just loves this dude. And so he's been chosen to lead. He's not leading um, for the attention or to, you know, drive it. It's like, all right, cool. There's this back and forth. There's this exchange um, with, for example, with Quirky's, like <clears throat> their leader, he's, he's involved, but he doesn't need to be like leading like crazy because the community does so much of the talking. Like the community stands around. There's like sub leadership, there's delegation, there's culture. So it's like they don't need a face because the what has become the face of Quirky's is the people is not somebody so i think that's the thing is everything at the end of the day it's always community driven but whether or not the the community chooses their their leader to be a face or not and your ability to understand that i think that makes a huge difference and then sometimes that's why you see some some projects fail is because someone decides to continue to lead even though they're not the chosen ones to lead so if we kind of parallel this conversation like we're speaking a lot about branding and community, um, which I think has been, in my opinion, one of the biggest reasons why you've been able to help so many people is because of the opportunity that you've had to educate possibly millions of people now on on the market and investing and trading and things like that. So if you had to start, like if, if, if that opportunity of educating people didn't come to you, knowing what you know now how would you build your own personal brand to where it's at now without having that that platform so and i think this answer should be different for anybody 
Um, but I think what's important first is just like, what do you, like, what do you stand for, dude? What do you want to actually do? Because like, I can, I can tell you the easy thing. Like there's, there's easy things to do. Like there's things that you can do that are going to capture, capture attention, you know? Cause that's, you want to make money in the world. All right, cool. <laughs> capture attention, monetize attention is, is really fucking simple. But the question that you asked me was if I'm going to build like, right. You were basically saying like, if I'm going to build my brand from zero, I had a no leverage and I'm just restarting, what would that look like? And I think it would be really built on contribution, man. Like one thing that it's funny because I think one of my biggest um, handicaps, one of the, my biggest crutches is the fact that I kind of already have, I automatically kind of get a funnel of, of people that help me build my brand because the way like our company is built out is there's going to be new people that are, you know, going to, going to be experiencing my mentorship, even if they, even if I personally wasn't the ones who went and brought them into my mentorship. So I have a funnel of new people all the time. They get exposed to me and the way I think and all these things. And so the reason I say I think that's my crutch is because now I'm not going and actually creating the value you know, publicly, all my value mostly is private. In a way, I'm, a, I'm like a hidden gem because you have to get exposed to our company in order to be like, oh, like this is here. Whoa, like this guy thinks different. And so the reason I, I, I bring this up is because that allows me to understand, okay, well, what would I do differently? Because now my biggest crutch is that I have a funnel. I don't need to go and build an audience if it just comes to me. So if I'm going to build something, <clears throat> you just, you got to give it all away, man. Like all the sauce. All the yeah, sauce. Yeah. Um, and it's, it, I, I heard something. It was, you know, give, give all the information, sell the implementation. So give all the information, sell the implementation. And I was thinking about it and I was like, damn. Because it's true, man. We heard it so many times. Knowledge isn't power. Applied knowledge. And what takes the most effort? What takes the most reprogramming? You know, what, what's the, that, that hurdle that most people just absolutely just like crash into? And it's execution. And so, you know, one, know what you want to stand for. Know what you want to like, give. So for me, like, I'm grateful because I've just, I've built up man i've the, the amount of conversations that i've had that start with a problem and need to end in the solution like that's my that's my role in my life is i give me all your fucking problems so that i can just like you know transform them into a solution oriented experience and like that's it like that's all i fucking do all day every day and so and i love it i love it that's literally that's literally our relationship in a nutshell, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> for real. Like, I hit no you up. I'm problem. like, yo, I need some help with this thing that I can't figure out how to solve. And then you just like, boom, one text message. <laughs> yo, there's, there's a lot of power and simplicity, man. Um, but yeah, man, I guess that's like it. Like, I'm grateful, bro. I'm grateful because, and someone said, someone asked me this a long time ago, and they're like, yo, I feel like, I attract a lot of energy to me. And I was like, what do you mean? They're like, well, like, 
I feel like I attract a lot of good things, but I feel like I also attract a lot of bad things. And I was like, okay. And she's like, how do I work with it? Like, what do I do? And I was like, well, I think I'm, I think I experience what you experience. And it's not that you attract bad things, but you attract people that are going through bad moments. And all of a sudden you have all this weight, all right? Cause if you, bro, if you're, you, cause there's people that are, I think are just like beacons of energy. And like, it's just like, things are just coming to you, like a whole bunch of things, all kinds of things. And <clears throat> I think our ability to like transmute that, our ability to transform that, that's what leads to whether it's fulfillment or success and whatever definition that you have for it. And that's, I think that's the key. It's my perception of uh, a problem or, or of, a, you know, of a moment that you didn't want to experience it's all right cool how do i how do i flip this how do i flip this into my favor or how do i you know you know because perception is a higher faculty so like all i gotta do is look at this from the right angle and all of a sudden cool it's for me all right but so um honestly i don't remember the question bro i just went off on a tangent <laughs> but um but yeah it's good to, I think it, it i think the value dude that this is like you you just talking it's like, I, I don't even remember the question, but the value that you were just dropping, like it, it, it leads to different thoughts in my own mind that are just so, so deep. I think we've covered a few different things here. I didn't kind of like finish off the, the, the subject here of like money. Um, is this your first, is this your first full market cycle? Like of euphoria, you know, like that picture you posted something the other day, oh, yeah. you know, of the secret of the transfer of wealth, right? Is this the first my full market cycle? Well, with I guess it's not a full one no. yet, right? But but we're getting we're getting there. Uh, is this the first one that you've been through? No, actually, it's not. So I think that's why um, I kind of get a, a different approach to it, and that's also kind of why like I just don't, I almost don't even give a fuck. It's just like, dude, man, we're yeah, pretty, this. Like, pretty relaxed right now, man. This, man. Like, yeah, I already been through this shit. Like, all right, cool. Um, but so like. For, for some background for people who don't, you know, know me or <laughs> some of my story, I saw Bitcoin at $7, like, in 2012 or something. Um, and I chose to buy shrooms instead. And you know, it, was, it might have been a good idea. Who knows? But um, I just didn't know what Bitcoin was. I didn't know it was investable. I, didn't, I just didn't, I didn't know, you know. And I didn't also have the, the forward thinking of finding out. <laughs> or anything it was just like oh whatever fuck that i'm 17 like i want to get high um and then i saw it again the next year in my freshman year of college my first semester and i saw it all year there was a, an app that uh there was a, a, a twitter account called truth or bot every day it would just give me an alert like bitcoin at a hundred dollars bitcoin at 200 and i remember it's just it, every single day like i'm, I'm not in this i was so active on twitter uh, back in 2013, 2014. And every single day, I was like, you see it every day, but it means nothing to you. So many things we see every day and it means nothing to us until it does. And that's what happened. So I didn't do anything. And then eventually I, I bought in like around like 1800 bucks. I think is when I got my first, like my first little, little taste of crypto. Uh, and then, you know, wrote it up and made some money on the way up saw so go up to you know a little under 20k 
uh, right around those times, I also like I also had been accumulating like XRP. I didn't know. I didn't really get it. Even I was just getting. I was buying some. Um, and then I had one of my biggest trading days, margin trading XRP af after like the peak, because XRP had a delayed like pop. Um, and so I just had my first five figure like that, and I was like, holy shit, that does crazy. And then it all died. Um, and then she died, and it was a cold, cold winters. Uh, and that's when Jordan got into crypto. Jordan got into crypto after the 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 all-time highs with Bitcoin. I was like, I remember it was like Christmas, New Year's Eve-ish times in 2017 when um, I was in Minnesota and fucking freezing cold. And uh, Jordan's like, bro, dude. The blockchain. Bitcoin, <laughs> the blockchain, the future. I'm like, and he was like, bro. I remember like, because I, I know what that moment's like. And I remember like, just like it just blows your mind. And you're like, what? Like you question everything. You know, you can't look at money the same. You can't look at anything the same. So many different fundamental principles of trust and what even is value in money. And all of a sudden you're like, dude, what? I know nothing. It's um, ultimate rabbit hole. It's like politics, yeah. government, money, everything all in one. <laughs> Seriously, it, this it's a lot. Like to say it's just like like crypto is the most under understood. how do I say that? Yes, yeah, most it's the most under understood word, and it, it's so over like 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 you hear the word crypto, and it's just like sometimes you know. And yeah. but it's like it means so much more than what it really is. Mm -hmm. But it is an absolute. It's it's a rabbit hole for sure. But um, but yeah, so I got to see the up the, the whole pop um it wasn't like it, it, i did make money but it wasn't like oh my god i became a millionaire it was just like oh this is cool like this is possible it expanded my mind for sure but then it was two years of just like tundra you know it's just like nothing really happening for a long time um nothing too significant at least and uh but a lot of learning and a lot of education so what i'll say is like this is the time to just throw away sorry the money train's coming by here i don't know if you guys can hear it um but uh this is the time to get educated man like don't don't fall into the emotions and into the sound of the media um take the time to really like figure out what your role might be in the space you know for everyone listening like don't sleep on it because it's on a because it's like in a downtrend or it's not they're not at favorable prices this is probably the better time to be um more involved i'm not saying go and buy anything but like go and dive deep and detach from time that's been one of the most helpful things for me is detach so, from time over results i got a fun mm -hmm. question you guys ever seen super um in uh Step Brothers? obviously yeah <laughs> so you know that scene where they're like i don't remember exactly what the scene was but i remember the the the, the quote is like they just look at each other and they're like did we just become best friends what 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 was that for you two like, what was that? Like, what was it? A party? Was it like after in the morning? You know, was it like walking home, walk of shame? What, what, was that? what was that thing? I remember, but I want to, I want to hear Jordan. I want to see if, if Jordan and I had the same moment. Dude, no, I want to, I want to hear you his speak first. Cause I'm like, <laughs> there was a lot of moments. Yeah. You got to go first. I got to, I got to bring mine out. So, so like Jordan and I, like, I think our first year that we like kind of knew each other, it was just like, like homies from afar it wasn't just like yo like we're chilling it was like the only time we would hang out is if like 
Akash and someone else like would like they set up they'd set it up and then we'd end up either like going out with them or like running into some party. Um, I remember now. So so so, so we'd end up getting like stupid. Um, but I think if I remember correctly, the first time that like I was just like, yo, nah, this is my dude. Like this is my G. Like I fuck with this guy. Um, it was like we had just gotten our new apartment. Um, yeah, we had just gotten our, our apartment. It was our sophomore year. It was music. And, uh, and it was music. Yeah. Yep. I remember, I don't know if I was playing Logic or Jordan was playing yep. Logic, but he, like, Logic was on and we were both just like, bro, we were both just like bumping, just like, oh, snap, this goes crazy. Yeah. And then it, it trickled. So it was like, yo, wait, you fuck with Mac Miller? Dude, no way. You know about this? And then all of a sudden it was just like that moment. So yeah, music definitely was uh, the underlying fact. Cause it's like, you, you, it's like one of those things that, you can appreciate something like music, then you probably have other things in common too. Facts. It was Welcome to Forever by Logic, that mm-hmm. mixtape, bro, before his first yeah. album, bro. Like, and then yeah. J. Cole, uh, Kendrick, Good Kid, Mad City. There was a lot of good mixtapes. Dizzy Wright was hot back then, Futuristic. We were, was like we the double XL really freshman. To those yeah. The double XL freshman hip hop days, man. That, yeah. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That was that was definitely it. That was the beginning. Was the Obviously, we, we both also enjoyed marijuana. And then so. and then lots of acid, <laughs> lots of acid trips after that sealed the bond forever. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that's like that's like that's how you that's how you do it, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, bro. Mikey's brought me back from fucking some weird places, man. Like some weird places in my mind. That's why I had to show that meme in the beginning. Because literally Mike's that guy. Like, if Mike didn't exist, I would probably be talking to a wall somewhere still. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Like, I'm, I remember we had, we had a season. There was, like, this season in 20... 2017? 2017. Summer of 2017. Yep. And it was highly, highly... highly um, induced Yeah. Like, yeah. it was a lot. There was a lot LCD of... LCD like, sound system. It wasn't, it wasn't like, negative or, like, it wasn't, like, attached. A it was just, like, we were just excited. <laughs> we no, were we excited were, to explore our minds, you know? Yeah, we were productive. It was just, like, we got out of our, like, let's go get drunk and get girls yeah. face. Like, we were done with, like, let's just go be stupid. We we're just exploring, like, yeah, we were all, like, 22, 23. We were pretty much all finishing college, looking for the next thing in life. And it's so crazy because... That was that summer. Yeah, we experimented with that stuff and lots of different things. We'd have conversations and it wasn't like the like, let's just get wild and have sex and play music all the time. It was actually like legitimately like, who the fuck are we? What are we doing here? And then, dude, that literally, have you ever looked at it like this, Mike? Like we did that for that whole month and then that literally led directly into what we're doing now. Like, yeah, it was yeah dude <laughs> that was a pre-workout <laughs> that was a pre-workout hey for anybody listening as you want to you want to go to the next phase in life <laughs> that's the secret right there. make sure you got a good spirit guide though make sure you got a good spirit guide <laughs> you know but uh that those times i remember um because it, it, it wasn't it was actually a little bit before the summer too um i think it was like spring into summer like that whole season but i remember there was um Cause it was, I would say like, we were all just on our shit, dude. Like all of us were just focused on just like becoming that, like that person, you know, becoming the best version of us, you know, whether it was like gym, spiritual development, 
personal development, understanding all these different things. And I remember um, I was, uh, you were re- you were reading the Celestine prophecy. Mm-hmm. This is such a like this was this is like a, a this is yeah. the, probably the if I could say the the moment where like all right, one hundred percent definitely, I'm into an, in a new season now was that moment. Like that was my new the new season um, of <laughs> of this special um, and that book man it was just so intentional and I, it wasn't like mind-blowing material like if you read it now it's like oh cool like this is cool but at where i was and i think where we all were which was just discovery um there was just so many things about you know the past present um like your relationship with you know people certain people in your life relationship with money relationship with success all these different things that um all these different belief systems but i remember you started reading that book and I was like, I remember you like read the first chapter and you were, you, you, you were like so serious. Yeah. I remember yeah. That. <laughs> Cause you were going, you know, you were going through like, we were both are kind of like entering a specific little, like little moment, little, little bump in the road moment in our lives. Um, relationship wise. Females, females involved. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Females were definitely involved. Um, and I remember you read like the first chapter and you stopped and you were just like fucking dramatic. Just like, <laughs> like, wow. Whoa. And you're like, dude, I'm questioning everything. And I was like, all right, hi ass. And then, um, <laughs> and then, and then but the thing was, it's like, it didn't end. Like, then all of a sudden you finished the second chapter and you were just like, you were serious. Like we started like, we started talking about certain stuff. And then the third chapter, remember you finished the third chapter and you're like, bro, I need you to read this. You're like, this is life. This is changing my life right now. And you you wouldn't ever just say things like that. And I was like, damn, I like. And then all of a sudden, all of us were reading the same book at the same time. Like all of us entered this quest of understanding. Um, and yeah, dude, <laughs> that was one of the most like significant moments in my life for sure. For sure. Being, me too. And I was just like, holy shit. Like, I, Dude, I learned I so think, much about myself. I, I think we all came from like a very, um, I mean, I studied science. I started engineering. Andrew studied science. Peter was studying science. And I'm like, you were studying business. And I think we all looked at ourselves as like very logical, very like forthright competitive dudes coming up in the world. Like, yeah, we're going to go get it. Like, this is how life is type shit. And like, for me, I remember that book changed everything because it, it, unlock the spiritual perspective of life for me of like of achieving of like understanding how to mm-hmm. go forward and get and become more in life in a way that's other than just like and the honestly put it frankly like we were straight up bros <laughs> like we were the, the, yeah. the bros like drink beer oh, go yeah. hard lift weights let's kill it oh, yeah. <laughs> like that was 100%. who we were and then we found this stuff that's like the power the law of attraction the power of manifestation You're like mm-hmm whoa what is this like yeah. this is whoa <laughs> like whoa like that was my introduction oh, to all of that like mm-hmm. all the spirituality concepts all those things yeah it was such a transformative time for sure combined it, with all so the many, like, so many steps too like yeah. i remember i remember playing um uh i would in the devil mm-hmm. i played the audio of i would in the devil on on the tv um you know what's hilarious like the, when we moved into this apartment we all like moved in together jordan um our friend andrew my brother kevin and the first thing we bought no couch a 65 inch or 70 inch tv 
no couch, right. nothing was in the That's place. Too. We bought a 65 centimeter TV um, for the sake of it being hilarious. Like we knew it was outrageous and just mental. But we did it because we mounted that shit on the wall too. Literally mm-hmm. had a flat screen mount on the wall in an empty room. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was like big ass TV, a bong, and nothing else. Um, and <laughs> gotta have the bong, and then we're gonna have the TV. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, what else are you gonna do? You know? um, <laughs> and so, but I remember playing that out loud, and it was like, and if those of you who've never um, heard or listened or read, I went in the devil by Napoleon Hill. Um, the audio, like the guy's voice, is very. like it's just very distinctive um and so all of a sudden it's a you know it's a conversation between being and the devil and they one of them walking in they're like what the fuck are you listening to like (laughs) dude what is this shit and i'm like yo just sit down like just just sit down and listen and i remember from there it was like i would come home from work because we were working so much too and then it would be playing and i'm like oh oh, 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 here we go all right we're in the journey of enlightenment um but yeah it was there's a lot of like I mean, there's always like a lot of catalysts you know um, the different journeys of of like our progression and i like what you said earlier you're like on a spiritual level you understood kind of what a, or you started to understand what achievement was like what it is to go and achieve but like on a spiritual plane because i think there's this like get money you know like mindset which I feel like if you really know what money is, then cool, like that's dope. But when it's like a empty get money, I feel like that could be a dangerous path. Um, you know, it just depends, I guess. But I think definitely I remember just undergoing a different, there's like a different approach. Like you're almost doing the same things, but you, the way in which you do it is different because internally you're fueled by like the different motives or you're like, I don't know, you're like learning more about why you want to go and do or be these things yeah big facts how's that man you guys have some history man that's awesome shout out to you guys bro for staying in touch for this song a lot of people just kind of grow through life grow go through life don't grow through life and end up just like not being homies with the people that they were homies with you know in the past but i think you guys are connected outside of this this world and that's what remains you guys attached to (laughs) That's Mike's like that's... Jordan. Where are you? <laughs> oh shit! There he is. Let's go. There's my friend. <laughs> that's so lit. <clears throat> yeah, man. So oh, I mean, man. I wish we could talk on here forever, man. This is like so many. There's so many things that like you are just so wise about that. I don't know if you've ever thought about writing a book, or you know, maybe you should. Yeah. I would read it. I would read it twice. Um, <laughs> you know, but that. that that that's definitely you're you're a very wise person in a lot of different a lot of different specters of life man i wish we could pick your brain for for forever we've been going for an hour and a half now and it feels like we've been talking for like five minutes so very respectful yeah, of I your mean, time i made i made time man I, I i know me and and i know like this group together so i was just already mentally prepared for you know 90 minutes two hours whatever like I, i've seen because like I, I follow podcasts you know like i, I fuck a podcast and, you know, there's some that last like, you know, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, an hour. And then all of a sudden it's like three hours and 30 minutes. And I'm like, oh, shit, this is this one's going to be good. Because that only happens when it's natural. That only happens nice. when it's like there's this just genuine connection. It's so organic. Um, and because, bro, man, what I realized is like one of the things that I think helped me or I've discovered over time is you got to throw away all the rules. Facts. 
all sure. the boundaries, all the expectations, and just kind of like do what feels right. Because um, my journey in the beginning was definitely not normal. You know, Jordan lived with me, so he got to see it. Like, I just didn't really sleep for a year and a half. Dude, fucking um, sicko mode. Like, motherfucking was, sicko mode. Excuse my language, but my dude, unreal <laughs> work ethic. They're like crazy. the most insane school, work, trade. I don't think he slept for a year. Like, I was there. Like, I Shout literally don't yo. think he did. Shout <laughs> out to Red Bull. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. We'd have cases that I should be. <laughs> I, I, worked, I worked for Red Bull yeah. for a while. Um, and so the, the Red Bull girls would drop off, like, cases of Red Bull at my spot. Because you have to, like, hand them all out. Like, there's, like, a quota you got to meet. And, you know, like, at the end, they still have, like, a case or two cases left of Red Bull. And they would just like pull up to our spot and then just drop off all this Red Bull for, for for us. Um, we drank it, so that, and we definitely oh. drank it. It was it was bad, um, <laughs> but but yeah, like that that kind of like that phase in my journey, um, uh, it wouldn't have it wouldn't. I don't know if I would be here if I didn't go through that. Um, and that was just my journey. Like you don't gotta grind you know you don't got to be that person I think some people when they are that person it takes them to different places because like I think there's people that can be Gary V and like that amplifies you and you just go and do greatness and then there's, I think there's people that that maybe just aren't aligned with that or that's not something that they would do but they try to do it and it's the opposite effect and it makes everything worse um so I think it's either you have to understand like the the drive behind some kind of that kind of work ethic, or maybe it's just like not meant for everybody. I, I don't really know the answers there, but that has kind of always been my approach. And I think the reason it works for me is because I don't feel like I'm working hard. Um, I just feel like I'm doing what I want to do. And I think, you know, there's a book that I know um, Jordan has read as well, or I think he read it, uh, Power Versus Force. Um, this year i know you're aware of it but that's a book where like i just learned kind of where to come from to do the mm. things that i want so that i'm not exhausted and like the the foundation of what i least the things that i do like that i like to do i know i'm doing them so i don't really get exhausted because i've come to learn about myself a lot and i'm dude i'm driven by people like I think I was talking to you Monday about this maybe, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago or something. But I know that if if I make a responsibility, if I make like a, a promise or whatever to to people, I'm gonna I'm gonna fall through with it. Like I have to. And that's just like I, that for me is just works. Like if if I said, Yeah, man, I'm gonna be up at 4 a.m. to do help you with this, it's cause like it's not, I don't wanna wake up. Dude, I wanna I wanna fucking wake up. But it's like I just know people are counting on me, and like that for me, bro, that works every single time. It's like the feeling of I let someone down, bro, that obliterates me. So like that's why that I can go and do certain things that seem just ridiculous. Like it's like, dude, you why you never stop? It's like I don't really feel like I need to, you know? Like I, I just because I feel like I'm being fueled by. I feel like it's Tesla's coil for me. It seems like free energy because it's comes from people and there's an unlimited amount of people. 
who have unlimited amounts of, you know, solutions that they need. And so I just feel like I'm, I'm running, I kind of have like a permanent energy because it's just like comes from people. So that's what's come to really help me in, in the work over, over time. Because I think if you don't have, if you don't understand it, like where it comes from, then I don't think you, you can sustain it. Dude, so um, let me give you some context before I ask you this question. One of the people that you said that was like missing in your mentorship was Hermosi. And one of the, he just yeah. did a podcast. Um, I'm sure you watched it. And the guy who was asking him, he, he was talking about his, his like great or like four great grandfathers ago, like had 400 children and like was super, yeah. super wealthy. Right. And like he himself doesn't believe in legacy. Right. So yeah. you're doing all these things, man. You're impacting up, all these hold people. Up, hold up. Did you say 400? Yeah, 400. Yeah, 400. yeah like hella wives. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, the guy was busy, man. The guy was busy. Genghis Khan. He was, a, he was like an actual he was like an actual king of like that's crazy sorry to interrupt <laughs> no yeah yeah that's that's important i don't know if that's those are standards i guess um but my question was this right? like so like you're, you're 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 like doing all these things man and you're like so you're so humble about all the things that you do and i think it goes over a lot of people's heads that like you really do help a lot of people what like do you believe in legacy or are you just no. like doing this just because you're just like here for now for the time being and I hope we had a whole another six hours to talk about what you think happens after that. But like, do you believe in legacy? Like, do you think that when your time is um, up, like you're you're actually going to be remembered for these things, or are you just like here presently at the moment? I don't. I don't care. That's it. I don't care. Like, I don't know. Like to me, and again, like, and everything I say, like, I, I can be wrong. I'm not coming from a place of of fact. Actually, I don't think facts are even real, but. <sighs> to me i feel like legacy is also kind of ego like i don't i don't know like i feel good of course i feel good helping people like i feel good being part of people's growth even if it's like a one percent and it's one thing i said you know contribution feels fucking good to me like fulfillment it's funny because it's like oh cool like I feel good for helping you. So like, is that greedy? <laughs> but it's like, it's almost selfish in a way, right? But I think it's okay. It's a good selfish. Um, but yeah, to me, legacy, like I don't do something to be remembered. You know, um, I just think it's like my moral obligation. That's really it. Like if, if people remember me, dude, that's fucking dope. Like that's dope. I don't care. I don't need you to remember me. I want you to, I want like the values or whatever it is that you, whatever shift you had, like whatever value, whatever you felt internally, I want that to be remembered. I want that to be passed down. Like as a person, you, I could be faded into the oblivion, whatever, I don't give a shit. But if like just the, the, the value or whatever feeling it is that you, you felt that felt like changed you, and if that's passed on, bro, that's fucking dope. So to me, like, I don't care to really build a legacy. Um, it's cool, like, bro. I think it speaks for itself. It's like, all right, cool. You do you do something remarkable, and it like lasts a lifetime, or you know, decades, and you become, you know, Jesus Christ, like you're just remembered forever. Um, that's incredible. You know, there's people like that, Abraham Lincoln. You know, like, well, yeah, I'm not gonna talk about. I'm not going to go into that, but um, there's people that have been around for, you know, hundreds and centuries and millennia, um, and that's amazing. But I don't know, to me, legacy, it's like, 
I'm here to build a legacy. When I hear that, I'm like, all right, cool. It's about you then. So, yeah, yeah. I guess like, no, nah, I'm, not, I'm not really here to build legacy. That's deep, man. Yeah, I wanted to ask you that ever since I heard him say that because – I don't know. To me, I think it was, and this is, I think was ego for me, but I was like, man, I want to be here because I want to die. And, you know, I want there to be hundreds of thousands of people at my funeral because I want to be remembered forever, you know? And it's like, and then I heard Hermosi say like, yeah, like, you know, three, four generations from now, people aren't going to remember who you are, like, regardless of your accomplishments. Like this guy had 400 kids, you know, ran an empire and he doesn't even remember his name, you know? And I was like, wow, this, that's incredible. Cause it's true. You know, unless you're, you know, somebody of, of, of I guess like true significant impact in the planet it's very difficult for people to to know that and he's just like i'm just this tiny little guy like thinking i'm gonna build this giant legacy i, I was curious to kind of hear this i'll say this though i think like if you want like if you if like you feel like that feeling internally like dude i want to do something so remarkable that it's remembered for the history of time then go fucking do it dude like I think if it's like, oh, well, I mean, it's, it's difficult. Like, fuck that. There's no point. I don't like that. Like, I don't like that mindset. Because then it's all of a sudden like, okay, like, it's just hard. So it's probably not even possible. Mm-hmm. So why even bother? I'm about like, bro, if it's impossible, go do it. Who gives a fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, if you got that itch, bro, like, oh, you better go get it. Do you, like, think, the, do you think that those people that are remembered for all time, that do you think they intended to be remembered? Or do you think there was just like the fucking time and place and they were that dude, they got chosen almost to be remembered. So like, yeah, bro. It's like, it's like what we talked about with, um, okay, should it be, should there be a leader? Should it be community driven? It's like, bro, the people choose. The exactly. people always choose. Right. It's like, you didn't choose. You did. Mm-hmm. It's like, for example, um, what comes, what, what's, what's more important, who you are or your results? Mm-hmm. Who you are who you are so like who you are is what can you know the consequence can be a legacy transcendent but it's like right so it's like Mm -hmm. i don't think you build a legacy i think you get given the legacy right exactly yeah okay Wow. That's deep, man. That, that's fire. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to rewatch this and take notes, man, because there's a lot, like a lot of just like subtle things that you say. And it's just like because you don't stop and like, you know, in like speaking engagements, people stop and let the let the effect hit, you know, but you just keep on going. It's like, oh, <laughs> like, you just might have missed it. You might have missed it. Um, you, know? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I, I shouldn't be better at that because I literally speak as a preferred profession um but i also i don't know like in a way it's like when you you make that dramatic pause it's like bro not everything i say is that fucking epic you know so i don't want to be that i don't want to be that guy where it's like oh i drop and then i think it's then you know i think it's just noteworthy that even in a conversation like Mm -hmm. this like there's no agenda we didn't tell mike hey this is what we're talking about i was like mike come on our show we're just gonna we're just gonna chop it up and like the amount of value that comes out of that Bro, that just just you having a conversation with us. The amount of people, the amount of value I gained, I know Armando gained, I know our audience gained a hell of amount of value. So I just want to thank you for that, man. Just appreciate you for being here and just well, I love it, man. Being you, I'm bro. Excited. You've been chopping it up. You're dropping bars left and right. <laughs> it's, it's it's who we become, man. Shit, we mm-hmm. just it's what we do now. You can't I can't escape from it. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it just shows up. Um, no, but I want to give it to you guys. Like, man, I, I see this is going to be such a cool podcast over time. And I love this because like, actually I want to hear from you guys. What, what, 
why did you guys decide to do this together? And just like, where, like, what's the, like, where do you guys want to take it? So I think for me, it was like, I think it, for me, it was something that I had started, right? And you, you were actually on a few of the a few times, Jordan too. It was something that I had started and then not continued after time for X or Y reason. I don't, I'm not even entirely sure why. And then just the conversation with Jordan sparked and he was like, yeah, I'm going to start my own podcast. And I was like, well, like everybody's focused on like, you know, everybody's doing this. Like, why don't we just do it together? And like the, the impact that we can have from that, which is doing it together versus like around separately because Jordan's like super like I look up to Jordan so much in a lot of different aspects and it's like but but we can at the same time we can have a conversation that is just so powerful and I think it was because um at Palm uh, Beach Airbnb yeah at Palm mm-hmm. Beach man like the conversations that we had there like if we would have recorded those conversations for, for sure probably would have built a legacy <laughs> you know um just because they were so powerful just so raw so uncut and and people just were like wow this is awesome and i think just the 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 number one just the got like the experience that we've had in being able to carry conversations with people but then just like naturally expand people's heads so like i don't think this was like an intention of like yo let's we didn't start with like yo let's do this together I just hit him up one day. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, let's just run it together. And he's like, all right, bet. It just formed. Yeah, just it, it was a natural thing. It wasn't like, we're going to do this. We're going to do a Joe Rogan style. We're going to keep it open. For me, it was just like, I've always, uh, having been in the industry, um, been an entrepreneur, being a person of like leadership, having that role of giving value to people, I've always been just kind of on the forefront of like, how can I deliver value the best way, the most digestible mm-hmm. way, the most relatable way. And like, I'm a person that likes to cut it super real, super raw. Like, I don't want to give you the, like the fakeness. So I'm like, dude, yeah, we just like, after being at the Airbnb and having those conversations, it's crazy. Cause we'll just be talking to like one or two people, me or Mondo. And then all of a sudden, you know, there's 10 people. Yeah. There's a crowd, you know? And it's like, yeah. okay, I think I think when we just sit down and talk, it's valuable. Obviously, people, there's demand for this. So it's like, let's get on a mic and just chop it up and share our thoughts, share our feelings. It's public comments, like whatever comes up, comes up. And I think people do get a lot of value from the variety of it and then relating it yeah. to business, to trading, to to tangible things where you can actually grow and get results. So, yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes and what it turns it. into. It's been cool, too, because like we don't we don't. Like we don't plan any of this. Like, so the first couple episodes, we like had a subject and we were like on that subject. We had a subject, but we didn't have a itinerary, so to speak. We didn't have questions prepared Mm -hmm. or anything like that. It's just raw conversations. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm going to ask him a question. He's going to ask me a question and we're going to go back and forth like that. And I actually had a lot of really good feedback from people that are like, yo, like you guys are just like, how do you come up with these questions? I'm like, dude, like we don't, we just like talk and it just like, so it's just so natural it's just like these, these conversations, you know, people can't, people can't hold conversations. And I think that was one of the reasons why, like, it's so important to, to, to number one, educate yourself. And then two, like, listen, you know, like people, you can learn a lot from listening. What's helped me is listening, man. Like anytime that I hear you talk, Mike, like I'm always listening, bro. Whether it's like, whether you're talking to somebody else, I, sometimes I don't care to, to, to ask a question. Sometimes I'm just like, what does this guy have to say to somebody that I could take away? Because he's probably asked a question that I've already asked him, but in a different circumstance, let me, let me figure out how to learn. So this is, this is a cool ass project. And I'm, I'm so grateful to have you on here, bro. For real. Like, yeah.
man, <clears throat> now what you guys are doing is so cool. Like, and you guys are the perfect people to do it. I could, I know people and people struggle with asking questions. And you guys know, I say this all the time, quality of questions that you ask will lead to the quality of life that oh, you yeah. do. Facts. So, I mean, y'all are building up some, some good quality over here. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I'm, I'm hyped and it's cool because even for me too, just as a guest, I remember, I don't know who said it, but they were like, I want to, I want to have, you know, whether it's my kids or grandkids or whether it's just, you know, 50 years on the line, I want to know, like, how was I thinking? Mm-hmm. You know, like, what did I have on my mind? What did I have to say? And just have that documentation, have that. It's like, oh, all right, cool. Like, and you know how you said, I guess in a way, this is building a legacy because you know whether people want to or not like it's gonna be on youtube it's gonna be on spotify if those companies still exist and you know 20 50 years 100 years which i feel like they probably will um which should probably say a lot about what to invest into so uh you know on the in the on the spot it's like wait a minute did i just convince myself to invest in something but um i think it's 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 so valuable uh and i definitely under document and so you guys doing this it inspires me to maybe not make a podcast um I, not yet like it's just, i got too much going on but at least just put more of what's in here out there yeah. so that it can just be digested more often you know please for the rest of the world for all of us please do that yeah <laughs> i don't know about you guys like for me like looking at documentation of my former self is there's nothing more that inspires me more then looking at who I used to be, how I used to think and be like, whoa, I remember that. That used to be, I, I remember writing this and that was a big deal and it turned out not to be just all the different insights and thoughts that come about from looking at a former version of yourself. Just so growth inspiring. So growth inspiring. I was literally, this literally two days ago, I pulled out the journals from notes that I had when I first started with Mike. And, you know, a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of the notes were, you know, they were like forex like candlesticks and stuff like that mm -hmm. but <clears throat> some of the stuff was like journal entries that you know i've been i've been unconsciously journaling for a while like now i do it intentionally but before i just did it just because i didn't know what else to do and like <laughs> reading back on those things i'm like wow this is who i was that's kind of crazy like this is this is how i was thinking two three yeah. four five years ago it's insane, it's dude. it's insane yeah and anytime cool. dude anytime you got something on your head or on your heart man that you want to just like express out uh, maybe the next big nft that you want to you know <laughs> then you you can you're more than welcome to come on here man just let us know we record yeah. every friday same time y'all will get the inside scoop before everybody else you know you know <laughs> um nah man this is lit this is lit you guys have um i'm sure you guys got really cool people coming on board and if you guys want a special guest that you feel like you don't have access to but i have access to then you let me know because i can make that happen probably so that's that's the oh, media yeah. networks right there um man like i had uh yesterday because i'm you know i'm in costa rica and i had some people over from the team you know inspiring traders investors and um we're on we're in the tallest building i guess in the country i don't even know and you know they the guy you know he we're on the rooftop and he's looking and you see the whole country, like all of San Jose, all of it. And he's like, man, 
And I'll be honest with you, I'm like, what's up, bro? He's like, before this, uh, the highest I had ever been is seven floors. And um, there was a couple people around me like, yeah, dude, like, like, I've never been around, you know, like, I've never been, you know, 30 stories up in the air. Um, I've never seen, you know, things like this. And um, I was like, damn, like, this was me five years ago, mm-hmm. experiencing what I had never experienced. I don't know if you remember this, Jordan, um, when we went to Arizona in 2018, mm-hmm. like spring 2018. And we were in our first penthouse ever. Yeah, dude. And we were, and then the people like they lived across the sky <laughs> from um, <laughs> some of their homies who were like amazing entrepreneurs too. And it's like, dude, they're like all homies and they got these penthouses. And um, it was like expanding, you know, mind expanding. Um, but to to tie it all back together, uh, that proximity, the, having that proximity made one of the more intangible or like seemingly stretching moments or experiences seem possible all of a sudden mm-hmm. it was just like huh wow okay so so you know having it and just making that reach to people who maybe are outside of your current income class or people who just maybe their standards of living are much different than yours find those people like anybody else doesn't like find those kind of people because you know, they're not going to give you the money. Um, they're not going to give you the lifestyle, but their way of thinking might be so drastically different that that alone can start to shift the gears, you know, uh, for you. And I just remember having those moments like over time and it's always been a stretch. I've seen, I've seen people do billion dollar things now. And I'm just like, what? Like, and the human beings become desensitized to literally anything. Mm-hmm. Anything. Like by default. Like you could, you could, for example, like Jordan could go and, and marry Scarlett Johansson. And it's the most goaded thing of all time. And then a year and, later. And you're going to be happy. I'm not doing that. Don't worry. <laughs> but okay, Mondo. Mondo's single. <laughs> so Mondo. Yeah, I'd marry Mondo her. Mondo can go. No doubt. Mondo can marry Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson and whatever, you know, amazing person. And, you know, very, very beautiful. And then all of a sudden it's like, you will become desensitized to that. It mm-hmm. will just become normal to you. And that's why I think proximity, like the best thing is for the better things in life to become normal to you. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I think the first step. And then once that's happening, then it's like, all right, hold up. How do I stay present and grateful with these things? Because otherwise they're going to go away. If you can't, you don't, you don't like, if you don't, if you don't appreciate and share something, you're not going to keep it. Sheesh. 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 Hey. Then we go on, we go on all over again. This down <laughs> <laughs> that. Yeah, dude, the, the mentorship of like giving the belief and the experience. Is, that's something I've gotten the most out of mentorship from you, Mike, and from many as well. Is just, yeah, it's, which is so invaluable, which is so invaluable. But we have been here for a minute, shit, going on two hours now. We got some rapid fire for you, though. Like oh, snap. Some rapid fire. Okay. I'm start easy. For me, it's going to start easy, and it's going to get harder. But I'm ready. Next, as quick as you can do it, one word, one sentence, you know the drill. Mountains or beach? Right. Mountains. How do you stay focused? <clears throat> I do as necessary. City or country? Long-term country. 
Do you think Trump will get reelected? No. Mm, pizza or tacos? Mm. Tacos. If I wasn't vegan, fucking pizza. <laughs> okay. Would you ever not be vegan? Right now, it's not on the radar, but I'm open to anything always. Okay. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? Complete awareness. I feel like you already have that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's a like, like God's uh, <laughs> That's it. That's what I want. All right. Jet, yacht, or supercar? Jet. Good choice. If you could meet anyone, dead or alive, have a conversation with them, would it be? Source. That's not. Come on. <laughs> you would, man. It's one answer. All right, fuck it. Let's say not that one, okay? Wait, what uh, did you say? God. You said source? Yeah, said not source. God. <laughs> Okay. Um, this guy goes for like alive. all time, bro. Like he's just like, <laughs> why? Why not? Why settle for like this little shit? Yeah, true. You know, I'm not here to settle for mediocrity. Now I don't, don't want no pebbles. I don't want no crumbs. I want <laughs> the fucking best, man. Um, <laughs> Peck, okay, one person. Hmm. Damn. You got me on this one, but I don't, I don't actually know. I know back to one of our conversations though, like if if you were to stick with source, wouldn't you just have a conversation with yourself? Yeah. That's a hundred percent. That's it. So, so it's just already... who are you? <laughs> God <Ooh>. damn it. <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> I would say if I could have a conversation with anyone um that's like I said, like a physical entity. <laughs> If you want to put it like that. <laughs> that existed in this earth. Yeah. And, okay, 3D, 3D, right? 3D. Yeah. Um, I get. I guess. I guess. I. I don't. I don't want to say Nikola Tesla because I feel like it's just a cop out. I feel like that um, one's too easy. That's a really good. Um, but I think that would be it because he's just someone that's done something that no one else, at least, has done again. But, he unlocked some shit that they locked yeah. back up. And yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. In. All right, if, if I could have unlimited access to anybody right now, there any you go. moment in time, um, that's alive right now, I think it would be Dr. Joe Dispenza. Okay. Mm. I feel like I feel like that dude's on something, man. Like, I don't know, man. Something about him, like he's on some other shit that I don't know. But he's, Dude, he's, he's he got healed his spine. Up. Like he healed an yeah, unhealable like, spine injury with his I mind. Know. I've seen, bro. I just seen him do things, man. <laughs> I just seen him do things, um, which is that's one of the things that I, he has like events and stuff like that. Um, a couple grand, like to, to show up and to be there for like a couple of days. But uh, yeah, it's definitely something I plan on doing, whether it's later this year or maybe next year. We should all do that together. Like oh, yeah. Damn. the people that I know that have the people that I knew before are not the same from after that kind of event. Like, I genuinely see like they're very different. And they were already awesome. But they're now they're just like more kind of floating, bro. I'm just like, yeah, I want to float. It's like a is it like Tony Robbins where it's like a all immersive like <laughs> Yeah, I I've never I haven't been at a Tony Robbins event, but it's kind of like that. I think a bit more like a deeper spiritual, like mm. uh scientific 
mm-hmm. you know? Um, but yeah, something like that. Word. Hey, one more. I don't know. Did you have another one, Jordan? No, that was it. I got one more. I think this is a good way to good way to kick off, kick it off. So <clears throat> Mike, when your time when your time here is done, by here I mean like physically, what are you gonna yeah. do with your wealth? I'll take some. They can go. Whoever's next can go and can go earn it. I'll leave them. I'll leave them with the what's. I'll leave them with what they need. Who they need to be, the 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 key so that they can be that person. Um, because if I give it to you, then I stole the most important, the most valuable thing. So, yeah, that's why. Like I think even money alone, like they're like, yo, like these people have billions. They can just you know like give it all away and everything would be solved. And it's like. I don't, I, I don't think it would be, you know, like, I think, I think poverty is all in the mind and of course there's lack of resources. Like I'm not fucking idiot. Um, but so even the playing field, I think that's better than to just give so that you don't like if, if you, you can no longer lack money, but then there's everything else. So like, then what, you know, <laughs> all right. It'll redistribute itself. Damn. Sheesh, man, what a, what a, what a bar! It's been real fun. You know, it's interesting is that I think that that's a very common theme with a lot of people that I look up to. It's like we're just grinding so heavy to like take care of everyone that we can during the time that we're here, and then once we're here, it's just like, well, we can't take it, so like just give it all away. That's something that I listened to Jim Rohn that audio. You know, Andrew Carnegie, we little Scotsman. You know, when he died, they found this little note. What did the note say? Right. Spent half my life building as much wealth as I can. Spend the second half of my life just giving it all away. So, I think that's what you're doing now, man. You're just giving it away. It might not be physical wealth, right? But it is a lot of knowledge, a lot of really solid information. Which is more important, right? Because it's the principle. It's a biblical principle. You give somebody a fish they eat today, but what's yeah. more important is teaching someone how to fish. And man, Mike, you've You've definitely taught me how to fish and been one of the biggest influences in that in my life in so many ways, not just financially, spiritually, finding my way back to this reality in so many ways, bro. So I'm just <laughs> I'm just grateful, bro. I'm grateful to have you on here. I'm grateful we recorded such a dope conversation for so many people. Um, where can people find you, man? Where are you at on socials? How can they get in touch with you? First and last name, man. Mike Navarrete. Uh, really anywhere. Uh, not really on Facebook too much, but and I don't think anything I've ever done is even on Facebook, but if you want to kind of, I guess, see, see where we started and where we are definitely through Instagram. Um, I'm, I'm active on Twitter again, crypto NFT Twitter is awesome. Um, it's also really shitty, but it's also (laughs) awesome. Um, (laughs) you can't have one without the other, um, but you can choose who you follow. So that is in your power um but yeah that's it youtube i mean there's a couple things on there uh that's that's kind of the one of the more if i could say one thing i plan on doing is document more and publish it on everything that's kind of like probably my number one priority um because that's how you attract everyone instead of you know one at a time looking forward to it man sheesh thank you mike i appreciate you for being on here man shout out to you for taking the time out of your Day, man. I know you're in Costa Rica enjoying Pura Vida out there. So I appreciate you, bro. Say, uh, make sure you ride that money train before you go. Before you leave. <laughs> definitely, definitely will, boys. Definitely will. Thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate you, bro. Jordan, see you next week, bro. Peace out the next time, y'all.